Hey, I got a secret to share with you. Did you know that Kundalini awakenings are on the rise around the world and many of us are actually having these Kundalini awakenings without even knowing it? <laughs> well, what's a Kundalini awakening and how can we better prepare for one? That's exactly what I'm going to be talking about in this video. And I'm also going to be debunking the top seven myths about Kundalini awakenings that are really destructive. These myths need to be debunked so that you can get very clear on what a Kundalini awakening is and how to better prepare for it. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. In this week's video, it's sort of a continuation from my last video. The last video is going to be popping up right here. I talked about spiritual awakening anxiety and why people may be going through anxiety. But this video on Kundalini awakening is sort of a continuation of that one because there's something that I didn't share in that last video about a spiritual awakening anxiety. And that is that you may be going through anxiety or freaking out a little bit during a spiritual awakening because you may be going through another spiritual phenomenon that's becoming more common in these new energies. And that spiritual phenomenon is called Kundalini awakening. A Kundalini awakening is sort of a subset or a different process that many of us are going through while we go through our spiritual awakening. So it's sort of kind of a sub-process of the spiritual awakening that many of us are experiencing. And many of us are experiencing these kundalini awakenings without even knowing what's happening to us. So that's why I decided to go deep on this topic and I'm going to shoot two videos on it. So in this first video, I'm going to go over what a kundalini awakening is. And I'm also going to debunk the top seven myths having to do with kundalini awakening. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of myths and a lot of misinformation out there about kundalini awakenings. And so I wanted to get the take the opportunity and kind of debunk those myths right in this first video. In the second video, my next video on Kundalini Awakenings, I'm going to be going into what the common symptoms are of the Kundalini Awakening. I'll be sharing more of my story, going into the symptoms of what a Kundalini Awakening, uh, the symptoms that you can go through during a Kundalini Awakening, and also helping you navigate those symptoms, okay? But that's for the second video. But before I get started on Kundalini Awakenings and I start getting deep into what a Kundalini Awakening is, I wanted to leave a side note here that's important. And the side note is that Kundalini, the topic of Kundalini awakening and Kundalini energy has been around for thousands of years. The first traditions to describe, well, this is debatable, but <laughs> the, some people say that Kundalini awakenings were already being described in ancient Egypt uh, and in, you know, even older civilizations. But for the majority of the information out there and on Kundalini awakenings, they come from the East, specifically from Hinduism and yogic tradition. So that's generally where a lot of us Westerners have been getting and understanding information about Kundalini awakening. But I wanted to kind of leave this side note here in that I wanted to let you know that this video that I'm shooting, it's not going to depend very heavily on Eastern tradition or on yogic texts about what Kundalini awakenings are. Because 
If you follow my videos, you've known by now that I am a teacher that teaches through experience. I don't really like to teach too much through books and texts and, and what other people say or what other teachers talk about. I, I really do teach from experience. And so this information that I'm going to give you about Kundalini Awakenings, some of them, yes, I, I did learn from Eastern traditions, especially from yogic traditions, but I also have a lot of information that I'm bringing to you that departs significantly from Eastern tradition on Kundalini Awakenings, all right? And I wanted to leave this side note here just so you know, I'm going to be departing significantly from what is talked about and what is taught uh, up until now, what's been taught about Kundalini Awakening. So I wanted to leave this side note here. I respect all traditions and I have a tremendous amount of respect for Eastern traditions when it comes to Kundalini Awakenings and any topic really. But it's just that I learned through my own experience of having a spontaneous Kundalini Awakening and I had to learn on my own <laughs> because I had a really brutal, brutal Kundalini Awakening. It was very difficult and I had to very quickly learn on my own how to manage the energy, how to speak to the energy, how to communicate with it. And so I'm going to be going over a lot of this in these videos, but I wanted to leave this side note here. If you see me talking about a Kundalini Awakening in a really different way from where you've read in other books or, or in other teachers, that's why <laughs> I'm teaching from experience, having experienced a spontaneous Kundalini Awakening myself that was very difficult, all right? So I wanted to leave that side note here before we get started with the video. I've divided this video in three parts. In part one, we're going to define what a Kundalini Awakening is. Then in part two, I'm going to go over the purpose of a Kundalini Awakening. Why do you have a Kundalini Awakening if you do? <laughs> Not everybody does, but if you are going through a Kundalini Awakening, what's the purpose of it? And then in part three, I'm going to debunk the top seven myths around Kundalini uh, energy and Kundalini Awakening. And this is stuff, this really fires me up because a lot of these myths are very detrimental. These are myths that have been persisting across many, many generations. And because I see Kundalini Awakenings in a totally different way, I'm going to debunk these seven myths so that you get very clear on what a Kundalini Awakening is and what to expect. Once you finish watching this whole video, let me know in the comments below if you are experiencing a Kundalini Awakening right now or if you have in the past. I want to see how many of us are out there, so leave it in the comments below. Now let's get started with the video. Okay, so part number one, what is a Kundalini Awakening? <laughs> Before I describe what a Kundalini Awakening is, let me describe Kundalini energy first. Let's define Kundalini energy first, okay? So according to Eastern tradition, Kundalini energy is your essentially your own evolutionary force and potential, all right? This energy, it although it's released at some moments in our lives and can be released in small amounts, the energy, this kundalini energy during a kundalini awakening is released in much more, with much more power and a lot more of it. And kundalini energy generally is housed at the base of your spine in your sacrum, right down low at the base of your spine. If you've never seen, if you don't know what the sacrum is or the base of the spine, here's a picture of it. So according to Eastern tradition, kundalini energy is coiled. It's coiled like a serpent. Uh, it's described as a serpent. And it's coiled at the base of your spine 
And it sort of lies there dormant until you have a kundalini awakening. And I'll get into the reasons why you have a kundalini awakening, okay? So that's essentially how, how it's described in Eastern tradition. And I, now I'm going to give you my own definition of a kundalini awakening. It's a little bit more uh, technological because I'm, I'm a techie at heart. So to me, what, a kundalini, what kundalini energy is, is kundalini energy is your own exponential biotechnology. <laughs> okay, now what? What do I mean by this? So do you know when, um, you know that statistic that they, they say that computers, computer power doubles every two years? Have you ever heard of that? You know, we remember our computers used to be, you know, the size of buildings and then they started decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. And now our computers are literally on our cell phones. Okay. So computer power is said to double every couple of years. And I'm bringing this example up of technology because that's exactly what your kundalini energy does to you. When you have a kundalini awakening, it really serves. It's your own exponential biotechnology. It accelerates you at an astonishing rate. Your evolution of consciousness accelerates at an astonishing rate. And that's the power of this energy. But there's a little paradox around kundalini energy. And that is that although kundalini energy, yes, it is your own evolutionary force and potential. Yes, it is your own energy. But the paradox with kundalini is that it has a life of its own. <laughs> okay? It has a life of its own. This is a profoundly intelligent energy. It's a profoundly, profoundly creative and powerful energy. And it's really important that you remember how powerful it is because you'll see in a little while in the video why it's important to realize just how powerful Kundalini energy is how it has a life and an intelligence of its own. Some traditions also describe kundalini energy as being the central creative force of the entire universe, all right? So you can think of it almost like a nuclear bomb, right? It has that much energy. It's so powerful, okay? So that's what kundalini energy is. Now, a kundalini awakening is when that energy gets released from the base of the spine. It gets released. Something happens. I'll go over that in a little while, but... For one reason or another, you have a kundalini awakening, and that means that that energy is released from the base of the spine, and it starts to make its way up your spine, and it comes out of your crown chakra, out the top of the head, eventually, all right? <laughs> this doesn't happen, you know, sometimes it happens all at once, but, you know, generally the energy moves around for quite a while, sometimes years, before it finally comes out the top of the head. And then the energy just kind of washes over your electromagnetic field, all right? So that's essentially what a kundalini awakening is. It's simply movement of your kundalini energy that's been coiled in, your, in the base of your spine since you were born or since you were a child. And now that energy is released up your spine and out your crown chakra. Now on to part number two, and that is what's the purpose of a kundalini awakening? The Kundalini awakening, and this is where I'm going to depart significantly from other traditions and other teachings around Kundalini awakenings. I really believe that there is a profound purpose to a Kundalini awakening that's not uh, very self-centered, okay? So to me, you have a Kundalini awakening for three main reasons, all right? And I'm going to list these reasons in order because the first two lead to the third one, okay? So, so that's that's why I'm going to give them to you in sequential order, and the order is important, okay? 
the first reason that you have a kundalini awakening is that so that you can accelerate your healing all right so when your soul decides and remember kundalini awakenings occur at the command of your soul and your higher self all right <laughs> i'm going to get into that in a little while when i debunk uh, some myths but just to to kind of give you a little taste of that your kundalini awakens when your soul feels like it <laughs> when your soul feels like triggering the energy okay now when your soul does this when when you have a kundalini awakening the first reason is so that you accelerate your healing and the healing is so profound remember kundalini energy is so powerful it's an exponential biotechnology so when you have the kundalini awakening when it starts to be released from the base of your spine and it starts to move through your entire body it is so powerful that it literally forces all of the wounds of the past it forces all of your blocks it forces all of your subconscious beliefs to come up to the surface and be healed by this energy okay and it does this in a very very accelerated way so when you have a kundalini awakening you are able to heal lifetimes of patterns and wounds that that would have taken you multiple lifetimes to heal when you have a kundalini awakening all of that stuff is accelerated and you're able to heal not just your stuff remember we all carry intergenerational stuff that we bring from many many generations some teachers say that we carry up to 14 generations of trauma uh from from on on top of us so imagine that 14 generations back that's a lot of stuff that we carry that's not particularly ours right it's from our ancestors so what kundalini energy does is when it awakens all of this stuff is being healed it's being healed very quickly and it's being healed not just your own stuff not just your own wounds that uh, things that happen to you in your own life but also multiple generations worth of garbage and stuff that needs to be healed it all happens in one swoop <laughs> when you have a kundalini awakening all right so there's this acceleration of your healing that's reason number 1 reason number 2 is Kundalini awakening causes an evolution of consciousness, a very rapid evolution of consciousness on your part, all right? So when you have a kundalini awakening, your consciousness level just skyrockets up very quickly. Now, why is this happening? <laughs> There's one particular reason why the evolution of consciousness is of utmost importance during a kundalini awakening and that is as your consciousness evolves, you also become a more responsible and more ethical person. <laughs> Now, why am I bringing up responsibility and ethics? It's because of the third reason that I believe we have kundalini awakenings, okay? And the third reason is Kundalini awakenings expand your soul gifts, expand your power and your soul gifts, okay? That's the third reason. Now, imagine if kundalini comes in and it starts to expand your powers, eastern tradition calls them siddhis. So if your powers start, if your soul powers start to be uncovered, if you become more powerful as a soul, if your unique soul gifts start to to uh, come to the surface, if you have this more this extra power than you didn't have before then that's where reason number 2 is really important because if your consciousness didn't evolve 
then you may not behave in a responsible or ethical way after having a kundalini awakening. And there are many stories in Eastern traditions about this. I'm going to leave one of them here because it's a great story that I love to illustrate what happens to us when we acquire certain powers, when our power expands as souls, but we are not mentally prepared with uh, with characteristics like responsibility and ethics. So there's a story uh, from a Hindu tradition that says that uh, there was this really powerful monk, right? He was super, super powerful. He was a young monk, though, so he would, but he was super powerful. He had a bunch of cities. He had a bunch of powers. And he was sitting under a tree one day, and he was listening to a musician play. And it was a beautiful day, and he was just sitting under the tree with his eyes closed, and he was enjoying the music so much. It was just the music was kind of bringing him into this ecstatic meditation. But then it started raining. And when it started raining, the musician stopped playing and ran into the temple. <laughs> and the monk opened his eyes and he was having such a great time during meditation that he decided he didn't want it to end. So he forced the rain to stop. And he forced the rain to stop. The musician came back out and started playing again. And so the monk closed his eyes and was getting back into his ecstatic meditation when Bow! <laughs> he got slapped in the face by an older monk and he opened his eyes and he was totally startled and this older monk was standing over him and he said, what are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. It hasn't rained in years. We needed that rain. You see? So this is just a short story, but it's a great example of what happens to us when we acquire more soul gifts, when our power expands, but when we don't have ethics and we, when we don't understand the responsibility that it is to be more expansive and powerful souls, okay? So I'm leaving this story here so that you understand that, and this is the reason that I'm really touching on this is because there are a lot, a lot of people out there that are going to Kundalini Yoga that are hiring kundalini masters and they want to desperately awaken their kundalini the reason that they want to do that is because they want to acquire these so-called powers they want to become enlightened they want to become these super super high consciousness beings but they're only doing that for egoic reasons okay and so what I wanted to leave here was that this third step is there's a reason for it. You don't just acquire these powers or your power doesn't expand and your soul gifts don't expand for your own gain. All right. These soul gifts expand for you to help serve the planet with them. Okay. So, and I talk about this a lot because I'm really, really big on service and on understanding that when you awaken, that as your power increases as a soul, as you become more magnetic, as you become more powerful, there is a huge responsibility with that because you have to remember that not to get trapped in your ego about these things, these spiritual things that happen to you, okay? So the third reason here is that your soul gifts are going to expand, but they're going to expand so that you can use them in the service of others and the planet. Now onto part number three, and that is debunking the top seven myths about kundalini awakenings. 
All right, <laughs> some of these myths I may get a little fired up about because I, I, I really, uh, uh, some of the stuff that's being taught around Kundalini awakenings, it just doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate at all. I get real fired up. So that's why I decided to kind of confront these myths and debunk them once and for all because some of these myths cause a lot of fear in us. And the last thing that you really need when you're going through a, a Kundalini awakening is fear inundating your system because it's only going to make things worse, okay? So here we go. Let's start debunking the top seven myths about Kundalini awakenings. Myth number one is that you can awaken Kundalini energy before you're ready. <laughs> Okay, so I put this one as number one because this is all over the place, multiple teachers, multiple traditions, talking about the dangers of awakening kundalini energy before you're ready, all right? And here's what I really believe about this. If it is true, and it is, <laughs> if it's true that kundalini energy is the central creative force of the universe, if it's true that kundalini energy has a life of its own, that it is immensely intelligent, that it is so much more intelligent than your mind can ever grasp, if it's true that kundalini energy is in very close connection with your soul and your higher self and divine will, is it really possible for us to awaken a kundalini energy before we're ready? No, no. First of all, because it's not us that's awakening kundalini energy. Kundalini energy is awakening by itself in direct connection with your soul and with your higher self. So when kundalini awakening does happen, when kundalini energy does awaken, it is because your soul has deemed that it's time. And if your soul has deemed that it's time, would your soul ever do anything to you before you're ready? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. So this first myth is very persistent and I want to debunk it right away. You are always ready for your kundalini awakening when it happens because if you weren't, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> All right, so there's myth number one. When your kundalini awakening occurs, it's because you are ready. Now, I, I know why this myth is out there. This myth is out there because there are sometimes people that go through tremendously difficult kundalini awakenings. Uh, ding, ding, me. <laughs> I was one of them, okay? And so what I think ended up happening was we started interpreting this on an ego level. We started interpreting difficult kundalini awakenings with the fact that maybe we just weren't ready and it prematurely, <laughs> it prematurely awakened. But again, this is a really egoic way to look at things. It, 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 we're, we're thinking about this as if we were the ones, our lower self and our egos were the ones that were commanding this kundalini awakening. It's not true. It's the same thing for a spiritual awakening. You don't have a spiritual awakening when your ego feels like it. In fact, if you were waiting on your ego to have a spiritual awakening, you never would because the ego doesn't like to change. So spiritual phenomenons like spiritual awakenings and kundalini awakenings particularly, they are occurring with from the directive of your soul and your higher self and the, and the expanded components of who you are. Your ego often has no idea what's going on, okay? So this is just to kind of calm you down that if you are going through a kundalini awakening and you're reading these blog posts and things out there that are saying, oh my God, maybe I had my kundalini awakening before I was ready. Oh my God, Mayday. 
this is this will kind of calm you down a little bit that is not true if you're having a kundalini awakening it is because you are ready for it so there's myth number one all right myth number two is that you cause a kundalini awakening <laughs> i already went into this one a little bit in myth number one but you, the ego you, the lower self you, does not cause a kundalini awakening. And, you know, a great, great proof of this is the fact that there are thousands upon thousands of people that practice kundalini yoga for years. They hire uh, kundalini specialists and, and gurus and masters to try and awaken their kundalini, and they never can. And then there are thousands of other people like me and thousands of others who go through kundalini awakenings without even knowing what the heck kundalini is. That's what happened to me. I had an awakening, a kundalini awakening before I even knew what kundalini was, all right? So this is not true at all, not true at all. Your lower self, meaning your ego, your lower self, your conscious mind is not responsible for a kundalini awakening. It cannot force a kundalini awakening. There is no way this is not true. You can spend years doing kundalini yoga and meditations and whatever, but if, if your soul has not deemed that you are ready for a kundalini awakening or that it is part of your path in this lifetime, it's not going to happen. All right, so that's myth number two. Your lower self, your ego does not cause a kundalini awakening. Kundalini awakenings occur by the command of your soul, your higher self in partnership with Kundalini energy herself. Myth number three is you can control Kundalini energy. <laughs> Oh, okay. I think you already know what I'm going to say about this, right? So Kundalini energy is the central creative force of the universe. Kundalini energy is your own exponential biotechnology like I just described. So do you really think that your mind can control this energy once it starts to be released? No way! <laughs> in fact, I'm going to caution you here, and I'm going to get into more symptoms in the next video, but I'm going to caution you. If you are trying to control this energy once it has been awoken, you're really causing yourself a lot of problems because you're not going to win this war. Your mind is not going to win this war, and what's going to end up happening is if you try to control it, you're going to increase the symptoms of the Kundalini awakening, and it's just going to wreak havoc on your system. So don't try to control it, first of all, because you can't control it. So just put your mind at ease and just say, I can't control this, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with it, okay? You cannot control this energy. The best thing that you could do is you're going to allow yourself to be commanded by the energy. So you're gonna follow the energy, not the other way around, all right? So, so there's that myth. No, you cannot control kundalini energy consciously. No way that's happening. <laughs> myth number four is you can stop kundalini awakening. <laughs> No, you can't either. Sort of a continuation of the of the myth before. No, you can't. You can't stop it, all right? And this is something that people get into a lot. I've had so many people reach out to me. They're going through a kundalini awakening, and because their symptoms may be a bit more difficult, they freak out and they say, no, 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 I want to stop this. I want it to stop now, okay? Again, the worst thing you can possibly do because when you try to mentally stop the energy, that's a form of control. You're not going to win this war and you're only going to make the symptoms exponentially worse, okay? So no, you cannot stop a kundalini awakening once it starts, all right? So again, the best thing you can do is you're going to learn to work with the energy, allow yourself to be led by this energy wherever it wants to take you. Allow, allow, allow because you cannot stop it. 
Myth number five is you only have one kundalini awakening and then you're enlightened. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, enlightenment is a bit controversial to me, first of all, because everybody wants to be enlightened, everybody wants to get there. Meanwhile, enlightenment to me is an ongoing process and who the heck cares what the destination is? You're constantly evolving, you never really get there. Okay, so that's a little bit of a side note, me and my pet peeves on enlightenment. Um, but the the main problem with this myth and it's one of the reasons why people pursue kundalini awakenings for the wrong reasons because they want to be enlightened okay and again this is the wrong reason you're not doing these things for the right reasons all right which is you know when you have a kundalini awakening for the right reasons you're doing this you know in your heart that you're doing this for the service of the planet and of humans and of others okay to help in their evolution to be of service all right so, but in this myth, the idea that you only have one kundalini awakening, I really want to touch this because this is a myth, all right? So kundalini awaken, it's not an awakening in the singular. It's usually awakenings in the plural, all right? And the way that I like to view this is that we generally have, when we do have a release of kundalini or when we do have a kundalini awakening, it occurs in waves, okay? So I want you to think about it this way. It occurs in waves. So sometimes one wave of the energy is released and then it works through a bunch of stuff. It, you go through all kinds of things and then it, things seem to calm down and then another wave is released, okay? And this is happening precisely because your soul, your higher self, and kundalini energy knows what they're doing. And so these, and the energy is releasing. She's releasing herself. Kundalini energy is considered a feminine energy, um, a feminine with the image of a serpent or a snake. And so when she decides to release herself and to move through your body, she's highly intelligent and she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly how much energy release you can sustain in your body, all right? You see how intelligent all of this is? So usually when you go through a kundalini awakening, it occurs in waves, all right? One wave, then things calm down, then another wave, okay? So um, I want you to kind of shatter this mental expectation that when you have a kundalini awakening, boom, you're done. And you're enlightened and everything's <laughs> everything's there okay that's not how it happens all right this happens in waves in phases and it can occur you can have multiple waves or multiple releases of kundalini throughout your lifetime myth number six is kundalini awakenings can be dangerous no. <laughs> Again, this is a this is another myth. There's a lot of fear-based beliefs around kundalini, around the topic of kundalini and around a lot of spiritual uh, awakening topics to to tell you the truth. But there's a lot of fear-based beliefs and this is one of them that kundalini awakenings are dangerous, okay? Now, I understand why this belief started to kind of permeate in 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 our society. And the reason is because a lot of us go through difficult kundalini awakenings, all right? But the, the word difficult and dangerous, they're not synonyms, you see? So we have to really kind of debunk this. No, again, remember, if you're having a kundalini awakening at the command of your soul, at the command of your higher self, if kundalini energy herself is so, so wise and intelligent, do you think that this would happen to you before you were ready and in a way that would be dangerous to you, that would actually risk your biological system and your body and your survival as a human? That would make no sense to me whatsoever. 
So that's not true. So I want to debunk that one. Uh, Kundalini awakenings are not dangerous. They can be difficult and you need to learn how to use the energy and you need to learn how to navigate the Kundalini awakening. I'm going to get into that in the second video. You need to learn how to work with Kundalini energy for sure, because otherwise your Kundalini awakening may be more difficult than necessary, but it is not dangerous and you do not need to be afraid. Myth number seven is that you need a spiritual guru or a kundalini master in order to have a kundalini awakening. All right, <laughs> this is not true. This is not true and we have plenty of proof of that around the world because I had a kundalini awakening without even knowing what the hell kundalini was. No idea, had never done kundalini yoga, didn't even know there were kundalini masters or gurus or whatever. And I just was just sitting in meditation one day and I had a spontaneous kundalini awakening, all right? When there are thousands upon thousands of people also who are, you know, religiously doing their kundalini yoga every day or they're working working with a kundalini master, trying to get the kundalini energy to move, and it never happens for them. So this isn't true at all, okay? Now, this may there may have been a certain amount of truth to a particular part of this, and that is, in older energy, when we lived in generations past, in older energy, when we were still in Pisces age, okay, very frequently. That's why religions came on. That's why tradition came on. Because what religions allowed us to do was allowed us to have an intermediary between ourselves and God. Okay. Why? Because the majority of us were living in very low levels of consciousness. So when you're living in low levels of consciousness, it's sort of like a herd of sheep. You need a herder. Okay. But we're not there anymore. We're in an Aquarian age. This is new energy, meaning that that's actually why I have my YouTube channel. I have my YouTube channel so that you understand that you don't need a guru, that you are your own guru. I am not your guru. I'm an anti-guru in many ways. And that's why I put out these videos so that I can help you. It's a part of my mission to help you understand, to help you self-realize that you are your own guru. So this is not true at all. Maybe, maybe in the past it was easier for a person to have a kundalini awakening if they were being guided guided by a kundalini master. I'll give I'll give you that. That may have been true. It is not true anymore, all right? If you have a soul contract with kundalini energy, if your soul has deemed that it is part of your lifetime mission and service to have a kundalini awakening, you will have one whether you have a master, do kundalini yoga or have never heard of kundalini in your life, okay? So you don't need a master. Um, can you prepare yourself better for a kundalini awakening? Sure, you can prepare yourself better with things like meditation, with you know starting to heal your own wounds. Yeah, the more that you have spiritual practices in your life, the more you prepare for a potential kundalini awakening if it is part of your path. If it's not, it's not, okay? Uh, it's important for us to remember that kundalini awakenings aren't occurring to people who are more valuable than others. That is not true at all. I had a kundalini awakening and if you haven't had one and if it's not a part of your mission, it doesn't make me better than you in any way, shape or form. Okay. Kundalini awakenings occur for the specific reason of us being able to serve humans and the planet more. All right. It doesn't make us more valuable. Okay. So if you have one scheduled, <laughs> if you're scheduled in this lifetime to have a kundalini awakening, it will happen whether you have a master or go to kundalini yoga or not. 
Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you are experiencing a Kundalini awakening or if you've already had one. I want to hear from you in the comments below. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel here or head over to my website to take my heart quiz to figure out if your heart is blocked and what you can do to open it up today. And if you enjoyed this video, check it out. There are more over here that I've curated just for you. I love you, beautiful soul. I am out.